Hello, this is the Miyazaki Mint. I'm Natasha DeRose. I'm Jamie DeRose. This is a podcast where we talk about Miyazaki's movies a minute time. This episode is about Minute 116 of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Huh, it's been a fun week, hasn't it? See you little, little kitties again. <laughs> What's up? Did you miss us? Um, We're long gone in your memory by the time we're recording this again. Yeah. It's not like we didn't have time. It's just like the will just disappeared beneath my fingertips. There was already a limited amount of time to do it, but like not like like any at all completely. Mm. But like like we had to like force it in those limited amounts of time. Yeah, it's and that would have been hard. It's weird to force something where you have to like talk. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I'm like we could record. Like I could just bang out this essay, (laughs) but it's like a different mindset you have to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, we've been thinking about maybe taking breaks in between movies. Yeah, this this podcast is going to take six years, but, like... It's going to take more years if we're taking breaks. Yeah, but also, like, I don't care. Like, I don't see... I don't see the... the I, like, before I was like, okay, bang it out, let's go. But then, like, just take a second. Enjoy it. Because this is the last week of Nausicaa, and it was, like, a lot of pressure on myself. Like, okay, maybe we should make this a little better than normal. Because <laughs> it's my baby. It's Nausicaa. My little child. Yes. He's, but we're back. We're back in town. Back to recording more. Woo. Okay. Minute 116 starts with um, Obaba and Lord Yupa finishing their conversation, whatever it was about, and they're both bow. Respect. Like, Mad respect. Respect. This conversation over. Wouldn't that be great to just end conversations, just bow and leave? Like, middle of someone talking, like, I'm done. <laughs> Respect, <laughs> but I gotta go. Mm-hmm. It always feels like when I'm trying to do something or walk somewhere, people start talking to me. I'm like, I kind of have something to do, but also, like, I guess I should listen to you. <laughs> it's like, you have self practice. Like, I'm, like, about to go do something. It's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I have something to do. I got places to be. I Even am though- of a por- importance to these people. No, I just want to get stuff done. And I get there really fast, and I already waited around for a bit. But I'm like, I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> just in case. It's dark early. I hear. <laughs> yeah. And then it ends with small children and even smaller trees. It's like the ending of Princess Mononoke. These movies are so similar. Do you yeah. think we compare them so much because they're our favorite movies? No. I think they're just similar in, in general. In nature? Yeah. Because, like, what other movie ends with, like, nature regrowing back and, like, starting Social over? Social reconstruction and natural reconstruction, <clears throat> the way yeah. you look at the world. That's perfect, but basically what I said. Reconstruction. Say it a bunch of times. You seem like you got a brain up in there. You seem like you're, out, you're either on a construction site or trying to sound smart. Reconstruct the society. <laughs> um, yeah, because like I feel like you can compare. What else can you compare? I'm trying to think of all the other movies. It's not a lot. Just like none of them have 
the same meaning like these two do. Environmentalism and passism? Yeah. I don't feel like... Totoro, kind of, but like... I don't feel... I, like, you could pull some pacifism out of Mononoke, but I feel like it's more heavy in Nausicaa because <clears throat> every second she's like, the killing must stop, and Ashi- Ashitaga shoots down more people. She's like, like, okay, guys, now, now we're going to stop <laughs> killing. After I win and I kill everyone. Just like, I'm going to kill these two more people because, like, they just shot you cool in the butt. But also, they are rude and mean. You're kind of like, yes, kill them, please. (laughs) Thank you, Seth. In the coolest way possible, protect your boy. Your boy? Protect your boy. Yeah. Um, so this minute goes through... All this ending scene goes through like all the move, all the songs we've ever seen before. Like I don't think they realized you can make a new song for the ending scene yet. <laughs> no, they're just like I'm gonna give you guys what you want. Like some ending scene bangers. Let's go off. Um, Castle in the Sky, Housewoman Castle, Spirited Away. What are these ending scenes? Just the ending credits with music. Oh, I don't remember them. I would, like, re-watch the credits just to hear the songs again and just jam out. <laughs> That's what you're doing in your free time. But then, like, Mononoke has a surprise banger, which is actually calm for once. Once in the movie, you I get know, to sit back and be like, like I'm, at, I'm at peace. That's, that's what it's about. It's such a different mood. For, and then this movie is just like, let's take all the songs we did, top ten bangers, let's hit them out. Five seconds for each. Let's go. But it's not that such a mess. It does blend into each other. But then, like in the middle of the song, you realize that's a different song. When did they do wow. this? What? Yeah. So, like Jane said, Lord Yu was like, "I gotta stop talking to this this lady. I don't care. She's probably talking about fate, destiny, how she was right about the prophecy. Maybe she's talking about Lord Yuba's pro- destiny. Maybe she's just explaining what happened." And she's like. After a thousand years of darkness, he will come, clad in blue. And, he's just, and she's just like, look how stupid you look right now. <laughs> you look stupid, standing there. In your there. little baby hair. In your little hat and cape. You look stupid, just standing there like an idiot. You don't know anything. And then you can see Nausicaa <clears throat> and Asbel are talking in the middle, surrounded by people from the valley. Um, Asbel lifts Nausicaa into, like, a little airplane. You know when, like, you lay on the floor and you lift someone on your feet and they, like, do a little airplane, but they can't? Yeah can't sustain a plank because you're children and you don't have the <laughs> core strength of a god. <laughs> so, that's a fun moment. That's, yeah, that's what's happening. What do you think they're talking about? Um, Asbel's probably like, uh, Asbel's thanks probably for like, saving the world and me and me again twice and your valley and, <laughs> and me again? Me maybe? again? Right now? What? Let me think about it. I, I think Asbel's just like, good job, bro. And Nausicaa's just like, <laughs> dab um, up. <laughs> just like, yeah, I did a great job, but we're going to have a talk later, so mm, you're not off the hook. Thank you. Oh, yeah, where they left off at the end of the <clears throat> forest, where it's just like, Asbel's yeah. still thinking in, like, the Pejite, Tomiki, and my set. Like, we can't live with the times of jungle. She's like, I was so close to getting you on my set. And she's just like, you want to have a sleepover forever? <laughs> Do you want to get adopted into our society? You, you are th- no longer Pejite. You are a valley. You, you are, are a wind. You are of valley and wind now. You are of the valley. Of the wind. <laughs> of yours truly. 
<laughs> this is my thing now. I'm trying so hard to swear because I've gone a whole week of just swearing. <laughs> just, you know, no other words. Just swear words. Left, I remember, like, right. after we recorded a lot, like, I kept saying frick and frack. And, like, I've never heard you say that. I've said that, like, so much. And, like, instead of swear words, I'm like, who am I now? <laughs> who is this person that I become? I look into the mirror. <laughs> I don't even recognize this Start person. singing the Mulan song. When will my reflection show who I am inside? <laughs> yeah. No, you don't sing it. You say it out loud like poetry. <laughs> Slam poetry. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, now I just, like, swear in the middle of the day. I just yell out the F word. <laughs> just, like, in a funny voice. <laughs> like, and I'm like, that was funny. <laughs> and, like, everyone throughout the house is just like, she did it. Perfect. No, they don't hear it. Cause, oh, because it does not hit their ears. <laughs> it is for God. It, it is. It is fallen on s- silent ears. What does it say? Fallen on silent ground. Fallen on. Like there's like, isn't there a thing? Untouched where, ground. Like where, fallen like, on. <laughs> <laughs> Unleavened bread. It's just like if a tree falls in the middle of the forest and like no one hears it. Did it make a sound? That's a very, um, like, human-centered way of living. I know, I can't handle it. It's like, yeah, it's still... The laws of physics and (laughs) sound waves are still in effect. They're still happening. Well, it's like when I read uh, 1984, like, they manipulated the reality they lived in. Mm, So it's like... It's very easy to do. (laughs) You just punch them a bunch and you tell them what to believe in. They're like, ow. Okay. You tell them purple is green and green is your butt. <laughs> and then so everything makes sense in the world. But I mean, like, it's just like the reality of the world is the reality of what people think. Mm-hmm. Which is like, yeah, I guess for humans, but mm-hmm. the, all the animals are just like, yeah, I still remember what you did. Like, like uh, I watched this video on the theory of, like, quantum physics. Brag. Just watching quantum physics videos in your free time? Who are you? A bored child. <laughs> when I was starting to try to sew... What am I saying? When I was starting to try to sew my little, like... We had a little bag and the zipper got ripped, so I was trying to, like, unsew it and sew She's it. trying to be crafty. She's trying to fix things. <laughs> so I pop on a p- podcast, and then I watch a little science podcast, and they were talking about it, and it's like, you know, like, Shorn, Shorn, the, the cat in a box... Pantora's box? No, the cat in the box. Schrodinger's? Schrodinger. Schrodinger? Who who is this man? He's like, if you have a cat in a box, and there's like some... It's very more complicated than I remember. But I just like... Dumb it down for us. Let's go. Like, the cat could die or it couldn't die. So there's like, there's two possibilities of existing. Like, quantum things live in two states at the same time until something happens then they pick that state of matter so like if a cat's like it's gonna die or it's not gonna die and like you don't know until you look in the box oh. so it's in two states of matter at the same not matter but two states at the same time okay and so when you open the box and you look at it you're like oh the cat's alive so that there must only be one reality where the cat's alive because that's where humans see right right but like that's just what we see but in like, this universe. So there must be other universes where the cat's dead. No. It's very a long way. To, like, I don't like when it's very human-centric. Like, yeah, like, 
If the box is closed and you don't know what's going on there, of course that cat, cat could be dead or alive. There's like two options that it could be in and you won't know it until you open it. Yeah, but then that means there could be two possible universes. Cat's dead, no, cat's alive. No, there's no option. Either the cat's dead or alive. You don't know it until you open it. But like, there's two possibilities. No. Listen. <laughs> there's I only watched... one possibility, but there's two options of what that possibility could be. Shh. I can't explain it to you, because I watched this, like, three months ago. Very complicated stuff. My brain's like, you don't need half of that. And I'm like, I do, but I would like to contain it. And it's like, no. So, I just, shut up. <laughs> um, music starts jamming out the loudest you can. You see everyone laughing that they that Asbel picked up Nasca. She's like, wow. Nasca better be that light. She's wearing, she's riding on a glider that solely relies on wind. She better be as light as a bird. She better be. She better have the hollowest bones you've ever seen. Better be just toothpicks and <laughs> holding that together. No. Then, like, the muscles just, like, support the all muscle. of it somehow. But then the muscles weigh? What? Okay. Wind. She is wind. <laughs> She's, She's breaking physics. She just bag of wind. <laughs> um, so the ohms start to retreat, and there's shameful single fire line <laughs> back to the hell from which they came. <laughs> and you can see... Two lines going into the horizon, and you can see, like, each of the bumps in the lines mm-hmm. just, like, inching. Like, it's just a mass of brown, but it's just, like, inch, inch. inch. The attention to detail is... And the sun rises, a new day. <laughs> a new dawn. On a new day. Credits start popping up. We're we got Nasca voiced by... Allison Lohman, we got Lord Yupa, Patrick Stewart running them off. Let's go. Kushana, go. Uma Thurman. Um, then you continue to see the bright and golden ground. The ground becomes golden. What? The sun sparkles. <laughs> it rises. The music changes again to the beginning music when she's ri- um, riding around the toxic jungle where it and seems like it's flying. It is it sad. It is sad. And it's like you just. Because at the end of Princess Mononoke, you're like, at least this is a sh- shift in tone. Like, this is very mm-hmm. calm. It's like, end of battle. Very hopeful. We're done. It's not tense. It's not fighting. It's not a conflict. But, like, I feel like in this, they just, like, get some music we had from before. And at the beginning, it was very mysterious and sad. We just learned about the Seven Days of Fire. We learned about... Mm-hmm. Um, the destruction of the world, the post-apocalyptic world. We learned about another kingdom dying from Lord Yupa. Nasuka's coming over to this toxic jungle. It's very mysterious. It's tense. It's interesting. But it's like, now we're at the end. Calm down. We know stuff. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's just a movie. Then you see um, Nasuka walk to Kushana um, on the hill where the giant warrior's dead. And what does the giant warrior look like, Jamie? Um... Is this a pop quiz? What? It kind of reminds me of Nago. Oh! Who's Nago? Nago, when he died, basically, like, melted in, like, the first scene of Princess Mononoke. Mm-hmm. But, so, like, he looks... The giant warrior looks all, like, dried out now. Yeah, but, like, when the uh, Ohm were raiding the valley, it was mm-hmm. very, like, very radioactive juice, and the Ohm like, we're poison, and we're not even gonna touch that. Yeah, so, you know, take a guess of how poison that is. <laughs> Just, like, take a guess how bad that is. <laughs> so, Kushana and the Tomikians, what are left? Apparently, they all didn't die, but it seems like there's only five people left Seems now. like there's just, like, a little handful on the screen there. If you just reach like, out your hand and grab it, you could just fit them in your little palm. 
feel like with any percept percept perception yeah you could like if they're really far away and there's a hundreds of them you could do that yeah but like where they are right now and you could like count them <sighs> okay okay don't question okay. me so Nasca's walking over to Kashana. It's like Valley and Tomikan on either side in front of the giant warrior. Um, then you get. Do you think? Do you think they do become friends after this? Mm, I don't know. Like at least in Princess Mononoke, like it seems like everyone lives like two seconds away from each other. Yeah. You can call them right up, but like Tomiki is going back to like this is only like half of Tomikin's forces, or a mm-hmm. third of it, because, like, Tomiki is trying to rip the power away from Kashiano. So, like, going back to, like, the Tomikin state, we're like, yes, we improved in this environment. We improved Pejai. We improved this section of Tomikia. But she's going back to that area, and I don't know if she's yeah. coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think she might have her own adventure of trying to reform Tomikia, or just, like, trying taking... Trying not to die from her father and brothers? Mm-hmm. Or just taking everyone that's, like, chill with her and just going live in their own life. Or maybe they come back to the valley. I don't know about that. Um, and also, it seems like it's a little far away. Toxic jungle in the way and such. Yeah, and we all got our own things. Don't I would like it. to think that they become best friends, and they have, like... Um, little fights. <laughs> like, you know, little practice fights. Cute. And then, like, Kashana should get, like, a robot metal arm that she could throw, like, a boomerang and it comes back. And, like, you could it throw shoots, knives. It robot shoots guns. Knife arm yeah, or it shoots guns, guns you know, and like, knives. Guns are more her like, thing. she needs to upgrade. <laughs> but, like, I don't think. I don't get the sense that, like, Kashana and that's Asuka not, are gonna talk again. That's not the feeling you get. Mm-mm. I feel like. We both improved from this. Not really, Nasco. But Kushan has improved. From <laughs> she this. she can't improve anymore. She's yeah. already perfect. Yeah, I saw a thing that was like, on um, we all know, or if you didn't, Miyazaki has a son, Goru. Uh, yes. Hopefully, I'm saying your name right. I haven't said your name. I haven't said his name as much as Hayao Miyazaki for like all my life. <laughs> so yeah. I think there's, like, I watched a video on his types of movies, and usually the, his characters are more wavering in their morals and opinions, while Miyazaki's characters are very strong mm-hmm. in their opinions. Like, Nasca never backs down from, like, pacism and environmentalism. She does break character and does absolutely obliterate some people's skeletons but like very well deserved it makes sense for that moment it's not like it's just out of the moment like i gotta make my character like more relatable or like not make her such like a god and like that she always makes the right choices in Mm -hmm. that sense um but like nausicaa doesn't really learn anything from this I mean, I guess she just learns, like, more about the toxic jungle. She, like, had an intuition <laughs> that the toxic jungle was good and all, but, like, she needs some hard, cold facts. <laughs> and, like, she did change a lot of people's lives. Yeah. Yee. Um, so then, uh, we got more credits. Uh, Chris Sarandon is Kurotoa. Asbel is Shia LaBeouf, and Mito is Edward James Olsen from Battlestar Galactica. Woo, Jamie doesn't know that show. (laughs) Jamie has the shirt. I have a shirt of Battlestar Galactica, and Jamie has that shirt now, and she doesn't know what it means. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's how this works. I get your shirts, and I 
Don't know what they mean. Out of spite. Pure <laughs> spite. Um, you can see Nasco waving off the Tomekin ship standing next to Kushana. They're flying away. Um, and then you can see um, out of the corner, you can see the old boys and Lord Yuba just like you. And you can them just standing by in the corner. And you can see the wind's blowing strong, still yeah. going strong, keeping to its namesake. Yeah. It is the Valley of the Wind. It is contracted to be there. Yeah. Be there when you can. Um, the Pudgeite Mayor, I guess that's a thing, I always thought it was Asbel's dad, is yeah, Mark he's just Hamill. Mayor. He doesn't, he doesn't associate himself with Asbel. And whenever I see the name Mark Hamill, to get Jamie to know who it is, because she doesn't know Star Wars, Mushka. I would say it's Mushka from Castle in the Sky. Is it Mushka or Mook? I think it's Mushka. I like to say Mushka. Like I like to say Mushka too. Mushka. Because he's moosh. <laughs> and then there's this guy who I don't even know how to say his name. I don't know if he's a character, but he was, like, right up at the beginning of it. Um, it goes off the character. I don't For the rest of these characters, I don't think they're very important. Like, Obaba, narrator, Lestelle's mom, doesn't even have a name. She don't have a name. Um, I'm just recapping, like, the main people that I think a lot of people would know who played the main characters. Um... Yeah. Also, you can look it up. IMBD's a thing. <laughs> Internet's a thing. You got a phone. I don't know you what you a want. Pooter. Pooter? <laughs> you can pooter that. Pooter <laughs> that. Um, Kush- then you can see Kushana walks up to her ship. She looks back, like, at Nazca, and then she goes into the ship. Kurito follows. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love making fun of Kuratoa and Asbel. It's, like, my highlight of my life. Yeah. More so Kuratoa, because I've hated him since I was... Since I watched this, like, he has a butt head. He is a butt. He is so annoying. His voice is annoying. He does a stupid smirk thing like the Count does. He just is so annoying. And I'm like, Kushana's the smart one who actually has a plan and knows what to do. And he's like, maybe I'll get fame or fortune. Or maybe a path of destruction. This will be fun. What are you doing? What it's, are you doing? And it went all so down much- the drain once you took charge. You couldn't do anything in that situation. Yeah, it's like you were trying to mess up so he, you could cry to Kashana to fix it all. <laughs> Jesus. Um, then you can see uh, Lord Yupa, Asbel, Nasco, um, look, watching the ships in Tomekin fly away. They look so proud. They wave them off. You can see that uh Nyjah and King Joe were played by the same character. You know, keep it tight. <laughs> keep, keep your cast tight. Um, then you see Muzu and Gull. Nyjah, Muzu, and Gull are three chaotic old men who just, like, I guess have a lot of side character points and plot than you would think. Yeah. But they're there. They're holding it down. They're the <laughs> tank boys. Um, you know. Then it cuts to the prophecy room, more like King Jill's room, where he first heard the prophecy. Um, you can see all the men. Uh, I don't know who else was there, but like a lot of people, they're just in there having food and some tea. They have very nice teapots. They look very pretty. Um, and they're just chilling there. And they're having fun. They're laughing. You don't hear anyone talk this whole minute. It's mostly music, which is very interesting. It's just like we're just seeing everyone calm down have a good time you don't need to like hear about their conversations or anything yeah like you can guess what they're talking about it's not important mm-hmm. and i like that they end up back in that room because i bet like after all this chaos they probably didn't have a second to like mourn king jill oh or yeah. didn't have a second just take a peace and quiet but they're back in that room and they're having fun it's like they healed up 
peels up nice and good. Mm-hmm. Then you can see Nazca in a new windmill, her purest Whoa. form. Her natural habitat <laughs> is where she belongs. You can tell it's a new habitat because there's only the frame structure of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's running good. <laughs> what? <the laughs> hell? Should, Did I write? She just looked closer at her notes and just utter confusion. I'm gonna assume additional voices are coming up now. <laughs> um, oh, and also the credits is the Japanese credits, and then like in the top right corners is the English ones. Yes, it seems like they just like. Popped him in there. I think, because when I was reading my little book of Nausicaa, there was, like, a disclaimer or something, like, they didn't change the Japanese sound effects because that would affect the art, but there's, like, the sound effects dictionary in the back, but it's just, like, oof. And I'm like, I don't need to know they said oof there. I think I can get it. So I wonder if they didn't change it because it would change the art yeah. and what was happening. I don't know. I let alone, I don't know how they make a movie now. I don't know how they made a movie back and then. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not that far. But, like, like, it, it seems impossible to me to draw animation if I think yes. about it. Like, a whole Don't movie. Don't think about it. <laughs> you will go insane. So, like, I'd just rather not think about it and, like, how they did it. So, I would just assume things. Um, yeah, like we said before, Nausicaa was on top of a windmill at the beginning of this movie. She's just, like, I guess she's just, like, the manager of windmills. Like, she <laughs> checks if this windmill's in good shape. I bet she's, like, the one who knows how to build it. I don't know what she's doing. So it pans down this windmill. You can see on some of the structural, like, cross beams. Some kids are on the windmill just having fun. And then you just see, like, a, a grown man. I'm like, you're just trying to be a kid? You're just sitting on the windmill. You're going to break the damn windmill. Get off there. It's like, you're just trying to be with the cool kids? Get down on the ground with the adults. <laughs> Ooh, grown man. It's 25 years too late. Um, You can see there's this giant spinning wooden stick in the middle of it. And... It hits the, I assume it hits the ground and pumps the water up. I don't know how windmills work. I let let alone know how the wind hits it and it moves. (laughs) We talked about this before. We don't know how windmills work. Yeah, just like, you're like, I think I know everything. And just like, windmills, go. What? (laughs) What's the difference between a lake and a pond? What? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? How many seas are there? There's seas? What's the difference between a sea and an ocean? It's mostly bodies of water, to be honest. <laughs> it's mostly bodies of water. Because... But if you want me to go off on DNA structure and DNA replication... Oh, and the five macromolecules, protein, carbohydrates, lipids... Oh, oh. How many did There's I There's only three. Nucleic acids... Know the other one exactly there's only four it's only four i thought there was five <laughs> there's only five um so then you can see the poles hitting the ground and water is flowing from it so like we have some fresh water we have a new start um and then new ideas just, like, new inventions new windmills it's panning around all the people at the base of the valley and just like taking a second to pause at this moment just makes you feel so relaxed and at peace and at home because it's just like everyone's there some people are talking to each other they're having fun it's like oh we have water i don't know it's just like such a like great way to set the tone like mm-hmm. it's a community we're happy we're getting resources we're fine we're set we can do it we're rebuilding yeah we have a path um, and then it cuts to, for like half a second, um, the children regrowing the forest. And mm-hmm. I think that's very cute. They get the it's children on the job. job Start young. Also, it's a good idea because they're closer to the ground. 
Right, you know... You don't have to bend down. Do you want this, Obama to bend half down? Half of this valley is old men with bad hands and, and creaky knees. Our they can't creaky knees. <laughs> they can't bend down. Crackety crackety knees. Quick <laughs> crack in half. <laughs> Bippity boppity crack. <laughs> yeah, and it's. I think it's cute because, like Jane said, the trees are really tiny and the... And the Children are very tiny, and it's like a painting in the sense they're just like there, just chilling. Yeah, and also I don't think they can mess up that bad because like if you just throw seeds everywhere, I feel like yeah. something's gonna grow. Because whenever you have, whenever you look in the background, you're just like, how's there a baby tree already growing? What the hell? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, that's true. Raise them young. Now they're going to be tree people for the rest of their lives. And they're then, going to be lower rexes. Oh. Well, yeah. <clears throat> you know, so that, like, they plant trees and they know how to they take care of trees. They become trees. Like no. in the episode of Justice League. What? Do you remember when they co- become trees? No. Uh, don't. I don't want to get into that. Okay. Um, yeah, you plant trees and you Protract trees and then plant. protract protract the trees and protract plant the some trees more. or break your knees. <laughs> your two options, but it's nice because you can see the burnt remains of the trees and it's very Mononoke in the sense like everything's right. destroyed, but then it starts growing again. Yeah, but then forest spirit just destroys it more to grow it again. Wink. That is the forest spirit. And you're always like, why are you so cruel, you foul creature? Why are you so sassy and just so dainty, too? What is it's going like, on over there? You, He always took away, but always gave back. And it was like, it, you can see it when he steps to Asbel. Mm-hmm. No. Just call him Asbel. No. Ashitaka. I'm going to have to disown you from this podcast now. Oh, I resigned. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hopefully Jamie can run it around. You feel <laughs> no, up to I cannot. <laughs> That's why I'm just here, and I signed a contract. That's just, I'm just kidding. I can't read or write. Just kidding, I can't, but it's very bad. Just kidding, <laughs> I'm surviving. Minimum. I'm surviving. Just kidding. I have nothing else to say. Goodbye. I'm Natasha DeRose. I'm Jamie DeRose. And next episode, we're going to talk about minute 117 of Nausicaa, the Valley of the Wind. The 117th one.